Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 66 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. <sighs> What's up, people? It's Joseph Crush along here with, I mean, I think we've become a three-man group now. I think it's official, almost. Three strikes are out, Noodles, so be careful. Uh, NJ3, the professional. What's going on, buddy? Hey, boys, good morning. I mean, listen, the the original NWO started with three. The fourth member made it a little bit over the top. So to be honest, I think uh, three is the perfect amount for our crew. Missionary Nick right now is uh, fucking home doing <laughs> nothing because <laughs> uh, it's raining outside. So the only balls he's playing with are uh, his own. Uh, you know what? It's not that show. Let me not go that far. <laughs> Bad news. What's up? I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, another week. More releases. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, you're living up to the name, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have the gimmick for a reason, but um, geez, slow down, please. All I right? hate when Tom gives us these news in our chat. Yeah. It ruins my day. Um, before we get into it, guys, uh, I mean, we're on, I mentioned the social medias. Give us a follow. I mean, Twitter's pretty Twitter's pretty hot on WrestleBuzz with three Zs. Uh, Instagram could do a little better. I think I post enough quality quality mm-hmm. content on there. I mean, uh, go 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 help us out. Facebook, TikTok, you know, we're doing our thing. Um, if you're listening to us right now, you know we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, wherever you download podcasts. If you have a podcast platform that you prefer that we're not on, give us a shout. We'll uh, we'll upload on there as well. I'm just assuming I took over everything that we could possibly do. So if you uh, if you have one that we haven't, give us a shout and we'll go on there too. If you have Apple Podcasts, uh, five star review and a rating would be much appreciated. It gets our name out there. Uh, a little more than it is already so thank you for doing that uh nerd focus our sponsor god damn needed that this week a lot of bad news coming out this week uh with the release and stuff so the nerd focus got me by day by day replaced it with my coffee it's 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 that energy drink that really helps you you know get by jersey i know you're a big component of it uh you use it before, like as a pre-workout, I think, right? I think it's oh, yeah. before the gym. You know, it's funny, right? Because they say it's a think drink, but I feel like it's just it's more than that. Because I think like when you're when you have like a goal and it gives you that mental clarity, you can do anything. So anything. for me, it is not only my think drink; it's also my pre-workout drink, and it gets me through my days. So it's everything I've always wanted and more. Yeah, that's great. Um, if 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 you didn't know already. Uh, we have a link tree in our bio on Instagram, uh, you can, or any social media. You can find find a nerd focus link in there. Click on that for our uh, beneficiary and uh, use for your beneficiary code ND twenty at checkout. Uh, Jersey, do you know if they're running any other promos this week? Um, I didn't see a promo this week, but okay. uh, you know ND twenty this week, and and hey, twenty percent off order two, get get free shipping, baby. Yeah, yeah we do. Nerd focus is probably. Uh, it's an up and coming energy drink that's uh, maybe not as known as as the other brands, but I'm telling you, it's it's better. Uh, I, I drank a few of those other name brands before this, and this one's definitely the top one. So I would definitely check it out, nerdfocus.com, or use the link in our bio to get to that uh, to get to that place that order code ND20 at checkout, twenty percent off. Um, another sponsor, 
paper champion, fantasy wrestling. Our boy Eric James running shit over there, as always. Bad news. Mm-hmm. How'd you do this week? I think I, I gave about 45 points or something. I think yeah. it's decent. You know, stuck in the middle as always. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Hey, you're you're climbing. You're staying steady. You got you got to you know what it is like. It's 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 a what do they call that? It's a uh, marathon, not a sprint, right? Yeah, I think that's exactly. that's the saying. So, um, got a long season. Uh, do work on the pay per views, and we'll yeah. we'll get up there. I mean, I think I'm in fourth place right now. NJ three is in second place. That's right. Um, baby. we're kind of hold we're trying to hold it down in the top five for the boys. And uh, I mean, I really hurt me seeing Damian Priest get two W's on Raw this week. <laughs> Maybe a backstage promo. I think he came out with like some 50, 90, a lot of points this week and really hurt me to see that I dropped him. Um, what can we do? We're, we're staying steady. Uh, and I mean, it is what it is. But uh, the paperchampion.com, the paperchampion.com, uh, it's fantasy wrestling done right. Shout out to our boy, Eric. Uh, it's, it's always a fun week watching. Um, all right. So this is what it is Joe Money's back. With the question of the week. And uh, we missed you, Joe. Hope everything's going good. What do you got for us this week? Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Hey, guys. I'm back for my question of the week. And uh, I feel like I've asked this question before about tipping points and game changers. But uh, here's here's my game changer right now. Uh, with the AEW about to most likely get uh, a few more wrestlers from WWE, uh, and these are not has-beens, uh, with the acquisitions of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, and, I mean, most likely Bray Wyatt. Um, and I have the, I have the sudden, I have this idea that I'm pretty sure that I feel like Charlotte's going to be going to AEW. Um, I had this feeling before even... Uh, Ric Flair had asked for his release. It just kind of makes somewhat sense to me that she'd want to be where her husband is and she probably sees the way the company's going also. So, if Charlotte, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and um, Bray Wyatt are going over to AEW, um, and then obviously you tag along um, uh, Triple H because there's no way he's staying in this fucking company. <laughs> Is that the tipping point? Is the WWE now the second rate show? Because you're not going to tell me that Roman Reigns is saving the entire company. He can't. He's got no one to fight. He's got no one to hold uphold against uh, to fight anybody, which I don't even know if that was complete sentence what I just said. Um, but is is this the tipping point? Is if they get Charlotte along with these other guys um, and the future of Triple H, uh, do you think that's the tipping point? Because I gotta tell you, I I'm pretty sure that Vinnie Mac uh, probably has the same disease as my father, and he can't remember what the fuck made his company so good. Like I don't I don't understand. The man must have dementia, and He's just, I, I, I don't even understand now. Uh, I'm pissed that I couldn't even ask a question last week because it would have been like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, but this is my question this week. 
Is it is this the tipping point? Are we about to see AEW make that turn and become the number one company? Because I gotta tell you, I really think we are. Uh, I don't watch AEW, but come September when we have CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and like maybe in November when Bray Wyatt joins, I'm pretty sure I'm probably gonna try to start recording AEW because that's that's worth watching to me. Uh, so that's my question, guys. It's a long one, uh, just long-winded. Uh, I'm glad to be back, and uh, hope you guys have a great week. Bye-bye. All right. So, essentially, NJ Theory will go with you this time to start off. Bray Wyatt, assuming Bray Wyatt, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, maybe Charlotte eventually going to AEW. Is this the tipping point for AEW to to take that that number one spot? Are these big moves? Not, let's leave. We'll, we'll use those names, but even just assuming throwing Alistair, throwing Andrade, all these big names that are coming from WWE. Um, would this be the tipping point for uh, for AEW? I'll tell you this: it, it, it may not put them over wwe but i will say this i think it puts them on the same playing field i think they're and i don't want to i don't want to downplay what AEW's done in this very short period of time that they've kind of been a company um and they've been producing a product for us but i'd say the scales are as even if those three appear in the next six months than they've ever been at any previous point um i think that they're now having to be taken legitimately serious if again those three appear, even without the three of them appearing, I feel like the the goodwill that AEW is building with the boys and the girls in the back, as they call it, right? Yep. Um, being like, hey, listen, if if WWE is going to kick you out and not give you a shot, we're going to give you a shot. Rampage debuts this Friday. Rampage is going to be their second televised TV show of the week, which means they're going to have to have more talent to be, you know. They uh, displayed on that show, which means they're going to have more opportunity for more uh, more guys and girls to be able to showcase what they're going to do. So Wednesday's two hours. You got Friday coming this week. First time you're going to need to put other people on the show. Of course, you can have your champions rotating in and out, of course, to continue storylines. But you're going to have to have other feuds that are going to develop on Rampage. This is the time they are striking while the iron's hot. When you when you become that company of like you're the wrestling first company versus the quote unquote, the money hungry company, little by little, people will start to kind of shift their focus, right? We always want to root for the underdog in a way, right? It's always, it's always like a thing you want to root for the underdog. They're doing everything they're supposed to do. Um, But like I said, if these three show up in the next six months, shit's going to get really real, really fast. And I pray it does because I hope I want to see WWE get you know knocked on their ass. To be quite honest, I'm tired of this, you know, holier than thou attitude that they kind of run. That they're they, this company's gonna be around forever. That they got money. It's great they have money, but you have to have talent to put on a product. Very well said, um, and I agree wholeheartedly. Tommy, <clears throat> your boy Joe Ford hitting us with another hot question. Um, I mean, Jersey just went off right there. It was a very good point. So I'm not sure if you want to add on to that, but uh, is this the tipping point for AW with these signings? I mean, I remember Joe asking this question maybe about a month ago, and I said, "Well, you know, see what happens. You know, with if they release more people, and you know, obviously with the release of our favorite Bray Wyatt last week, you know, and yeah. most likely he's going to go there. 
I would say, yeah, probably, especially like you mentioned, the guys like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and who knows, maybe Charlotte and whoever long it is. I'm not sure when that would happen, but who knows, you know, maybe she wants to be with Andrade and all that. But, I mean, just I mean, just look at this past week on AEW. Uh, Malachi Black, guy could have been a huge star in WWE, and they fucked that up. And now the guy just, he basically kicked the shit out of Cody. I mean, I know Cody's going away for a little bit to film a movie or TV show or something, but, I mean, the guy just, his whole entrance, his theme song, the guy's a star, a star written all over him. And WWE's like, eh, we don't need this guy stuff. I mean, that could, that could be the start right there. You know, it's him, and then it just keeps going on and on and on. So, I mean, it probably will be the tipping point, but... Jersey said the whole earlier than now act with WWE, they just think they're the best. I mean, for the last 20 years or so, they were right, but now they got some legit competition and looks like Vince doesn't give a shit, but, you know, that's, I think it's going to be a big problem for them, especially with all the guys they released over the last two years. I think it's been over 100 wrestlers here and there, so definitely, definitely going to bite them in the ass, I think, so we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's good. it's going to be interesting to say the least. I think they they they're under WWE's underselling the fact that AEW's and, and Vince came out and said it, he doesn't consider them competition. So um, I think it's it's wrong. I think you should definitely look at them as competition. Maybe he just doesn't want to admit it. Um, and if you're always going to look at financials and not look at the product, then there's an issue there. Uh, I think this is the a tipping point for AEW. I think whether or not. Um, he he's a big factor uh physically in a ring every week cm punk being over there the name alone brings that i think if i honestly you don't even need bray you don't even need daniel bryan if cm punk went over there i think that would have been a tipping point for me um so we'll see what happens we'll see their roles we we're almost it's almost pot, like 100% confirmed that Punk and Brian are going. Bray remains to be seen. And then the other names uh, we'll, we'll find out down the road. But I believe, uh, I just saw before on, on Twitter, Bray's 90-day no-compete ends October, October 29th. Oh, that was okay. So what, uh, if we look down on uh, in October 29th is a Friday, no, Rampage, right. maybe. No. Um, October 31st is Halloween. It could be a Halloween themed rampage. Bring them on there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, do we, speaking of rampage, I honestly, for, I like it's, it, it was in my head, but I forgot it was starting Friday. Uh, it is confirmed two hour show. We know it, I'm pretty sure it is right. Starting at, uh, I don't even know what time it starts. 10 o'clock. I was gonna, I I, yeah. I was actually gonna ask you guys. I think it's a two hour show, but even if it's an hour show, you know me. I mean, I used to love the one-hour NXT shows. They got a lot yeah. done in that one hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's starting at ten o'clock, and it's uh, sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. All right. So ten to eleven. I mean, I like that. That's that's a good Friday night. Um, you and get it's smack- after ten o'clock, which means they could probably push the envelope a little bit more too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you get SmackDown from eight to ten, which is always. I mean, regardless of everything going on with WWE, the the SmackDown's been pretty good, and then rolling into uh, uh, a ten to eleven rampage, which could be definitely be interesting. Um, and then not this week, not the, the the debut episode, but next week is in Chicago, so we might hear the so we'll see. I know Living Color doesn't WWE doesn't own the rights to that song, so it's an actual song, so. 
it's it, we can hear that too so uh, it's gonna be interesting guys and uh i mean we'll see what happens i mean and it, we hate to talk about it every week but just rolling into the big story uh of friday friday night one could call it black friday if you want but uh middle of smackdown scrolling through twitter bronson retweets out i just got released by wwe and then Sean Ross Sapp confirmed it. One of the, I'd say, listen, like Bray, was it a shocker? Sure. Did it suck? Sure. Um, a couple of the other ones we've talked about already. But this Bronson Reed getting released. Um, it's it's a it sucks. It's a really really big question of why the guy was just running dark matches for the main roster, uh, seemingly to be brought up. I would think I was thinking after SummerSlam, maybe even before. Uh, on top of that list, we'll just go through and then kick back to Bronson just because that was the biggest name. Bobby Fish uh, on television every week. Mm-hmm. Just uh, seemingly just started maybe a feud with Roddy, with Roddy down there in NXT. Jake Atlas, who we saw maybe not every week on NXT, but let's say bi weekly on NXT. Uh, Ari Sterling, not really familiar with him. I know he was one of the up-and-coming guys that they were showing on 205 Live, I believe. Um, but he was a, another name. Kona Reeves, haven't seen him in a long time. Whatever. Leon Ruff yeah, being released. What a shocker to me. Um, Stephen Smith, not familiar with him. Zechariah Smith, not familiar with him. Asher Hale, a guy that they just had signed, wasn't uh, really shown much, but maybe on a squash match here and there. Um, Giant Zangier. Not familiar. And I mean, Mercedes Martinez. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know. And then another shocker, Tyler Rust. Yeah, that was dude. Good. They just started Diamond Mine. They gave the, the video promos leading up. He's in uh seemingly one of these a, a bigger faction they plan to have pushed, I would think. Gone. Um so this this batch of releases, granted, it's you could argue minimal like stars right now, like a couple, but just shocking in, in some of the names. Uh, NJ3, we'll just, we'll just bring it back to you. Bronson Reed. You know, it's tough, right? Because like Bronson Reed was someone that we saw be a part of the original NXT breakout tournament, right? And they ran this whole video package of like, oh, you know, if you're part of the breakout tournament, you can get a future title shot. You can be a future star. Look at Bronson Reed, you know, former North American champion. And he's gone. And it's just like it just almost like puts like such like an uneasy feeling in the talent down there that it's so out of their control. Right. They say, go grab the brass ring, go do something. What are you going to do? Are you going to go walk out during a match and just you know, make, make a ruckus, make a point. Like, are you just gonna go on social media and black? Like, what, what are you, like, how could you go get that quote unquote brass ring as Vince likes to say it when you don't get properly utilized, when you don't get an actual platform to do anything, right? You get signed, you work hard, you show up every day and you lose your job. And for like a lot of these breakout tournament guys that we kind of, we're seeing now that the first round is over and now the second round is going to begin. It makes me feel like, Whoever doesn't either win or come in second place, they're all going to be gone. Because that's what they did to Bronson Reed. And he was someone who had 
such a unique look and and a skill set and and a and a background and a pedigree and he had a following because he was a part of you know he was on the independent scene for a while but he could have been something different than the prototypical you know superstar that Vince likes to see right it's nice not to see a six foot four jack guy in every single match because you know that there's only a limited amount of moves that you're going to see and only a limited amount of you know how they can kind of you know do things. It's good to see someone like Braun Serena who can kind of change the script. You know that what he when he worked with Adam Cole, that was good. Yeah, he worked a small guy and it worked out well. You know when he works when he worked with Johnny Gargano, that was really good. Yeah, that's still cage match as well. So oh, yeah. why how could how could you not think about that match that happened probably about less than two months ago, and forget all the goodwill that he built? You gave him a moment with his wife in the ring <laughs> with fireworks. When you lifted the cage and knew North American champion and, and it's like the internet community was like, you know, you deserve it. Right. And we were and the three of us. And we don't know about Nick. Cause he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know, see anything of hit him in the face. <laughs> like we even said, like he deserves it. But then you fast forward two months later and you let him go. Yeah. That's like, how do you give him a moment and then you just take it away? If I were an independent wrestler, I don't care what the paycheck is because your paycheck's going to eventually stop with them. I'd rather go make less money and secure myself than get a, a good signing bonus or get a good run or two through one year and then get released. It's it's crazy because, um, you know, just coming out of the reports and stuff after this, uh, it's been just basically been confirmed, all but confirmed, that Triple H had nothing to do with this. Yeah. I think, I think we knew that already. Triple H and Sean, because Sean's a big, a big uh, say down there now. They had enough. They had no say in what happened. So the only thing I just play devil's advocate. They gave him all those all that stuff for Bronson. That was through Triple H and booking that. And then they just the higher ups just fucking picked them out and didn't give a fuck. I, there's no excuse behind it, but um, I don't get. I just don't get it. I like a blind person could see the superstar in Bronson Reed, man. Yeah. Um and it's it's going against everything like that they normally would do. You I it's like they maybe like you can see a smaller and I'm nothing against like Leon Ruff, but like he maybe he didn't have much a future in in the main roster. But like I just like random things that happened and I just, I'm like kind of shocked that Bronson got Bron Bronson got the boot. <laughs> yeah. Um man it's 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 a it's crazy and mercedes too mercedes could have done something with the women's division on, on the main roster i don't get i don't get the the logic there no well she was supposed to be the enforcer right wasn't it was between her and uh and and piper nevin at a yeah. point and to be quite honest i think mercedes would have been a better enforcer the whole storyline they're playing with piper nevin in this that's that's fucking garbage yeah. but if you actually would have let mercedes be the silent enforcer for, and then have Eva Marie really be the legitimate heel, that would have probably went over really well. Yeah. Because she's believable. Raw is really bad. Yeah. Like, Raw is really bad. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, to go a little off here. But uh, Tommy, I mean, we just we just hit on Bronson. But, like, I think you could just – the list alone sucks. 12, however many people. Bobby Fish? Yeah, that's, that's just – what the fuck? You're just throwing – I mean – one of the I saw a tweet the Wyatt family undisputed era in the shield three of the top factions we've seen in the past 
in a long time. Yeah. Bobby Fish, Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, all gone from WWE. I mean, it's just like, yeah. man, it's just a rough. It's he's in the middle. He's on TV every week. What do they? What are they doing? <laughs> Good question. I have no fucking idea at this point. I really don't. I mean. Only thing I can think of at this point is maybe Vince is thinking about selling. That's all I can think. All these freaking moves he's done for the last two years, getting rid of all these contracts and everything. Maybe they're thinking about selling the company. Who knows? But I mean, right now it's not. I mean, it's not a good look for him. It really isn't. I mean, now with AEW, you know, there and they got money to sign all these guys. So I mean, it's just endless amounts of money in AEW with Tony Khan and his father down there. So I mean, they're they're only going to get better in WWE. Who knows? Like I said, maybe. Maybe he's thinking about selling. Like, I mean, I'm just flabbergasted at this point with all the freaking moves he's done. I mean, you take your number one merch seller and Bray Wyatt, eh, we don't need him anymore. Get rid of him. Braun Strowman, one of the biggest, you know, face, heel, whatever you had in the last couple of years, gone. Don't need him. I mean, it's just it's just mind-boggling at this point. It's, I mean, I don't know. Really. But like I always say, hey, we get to see Ava Marie every fucking Monday night for <laughs> 10 minutes, and she fucking... I mean, I think people turn the tea. I know I turn it off when she's on because I can't. It, I'm more interested in Piper Nevin. I'm not calling a fucking dewdrop, the dumbest freaking name in wrestling history. And there have been plenty of doozies along the way. But, I mean, it's just it's freaking horrible. I really don't don't get it. That's just been a wrestling fan all my life. And I know, I know I'm not as smart as them. But, man, these moves they're making just, woof, just. Don't downplay yourself, Tommy, because they ain't doing anything smart right now, to be quite honest. So I wouldn't say you're not smart as them. You just don't have the pockets they have. Yeah, it's just or not, you do, and you're I not mean, sharing your money. I mean, it seems like they're just throwing you know, darts at a wall and it's like, okay, you know, pitches of wrestlers. Okay, let's get rid of this one. Let's get rid of that one. That's what it seems like they're doing at this point. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, everything's reactionary with them at this point, and it just, it's just sad to kind of see them – not have like a long-term plan and you have to plan outside of the, just the top five guys that you have in your company. It's only, you can only fill so many segments with five yeah. mainstays. Yeah. Roman Reigns can only do so many things exactly. and Seth Rollins and, you know, and AJ Styles and even AJ Styles is kind of taking like kind of a little bit backseat in a way. I know he's a little bit older, right. And he's, he's done his thing, right. He doesn't need to kind of prove himself, but you know, you, you're, you're going to have to try at some point. Edge is going to go away soon. Cena's going to go back to doing movies. Exactly. He's not staying here. So. Goldberg is literally here for one run and done. Yep. So what then? Where's Randy been? Where the hell's Randy been? We don't know where the fuck he's been. We need him. He's on, vac- he's on vacation. You got to be on something. I mean, Jesus Christ. He just he's with that hot wife with his hot wife. <laughs> if you're a free agent, right? A wrestling free agent. Who's who wants to you see this happening? Yeah, well, why would you want to go there? Why would you want to go there? And I guess, like, at this point, if you do, you know what you're signing up for. And just to stay on that, like, literally, so Friday was a hot night, right? SmackDown. Apparently, Adam Cole was at SmackDown negotiating his his contract because his contract's up. And all this happens during, like, while this is happening, he sees one of his best friends get released from the company. Maybe I'm assuming after the fact, uh, if they if they release Bobby and they announce before they negotiate with Cole, then I can't be seeing that being a good look for him to stay. Um, apparently, I, this is all speculation, but I don't know how people find this out. But uh, him and Vince had a great conversation. Uh, Vince apparently sees a lot in him to they, both Raw and SmackDown want him on the show. Um, and from what's being said, they offered him a million dollar contract. So, what do you do if you're Adam Cole? Um, I don't know. I would sh- sign a short term deal, yeah. get your payday, 
use it as leverage to get to AEW to sign an even bigger term deal and go be with your girl and go and go fucking take over my, and have dream matches up to Wazoo. As much as that makes sense, and I think that's might be the case. I think if I'm Cole, right? I like you said, sign a short term deal, get that mill year. Um, you're you're he's he's said in it previous interviews like being in WWE. Granted, whether it's now or then. It's like a well, dream. It was, it was always then now forever. It was a, always a dream of his. So I say, as a as a personal goal for Cole, poet, um, you try to change WWE for these couple years that you signed for. Like, see if you can change because his stature, his size, but his his presence is different than anyone else. Um, I say you try to go up to the main roster for two years just say and see if you could change how they how they do things like change the game and almost be like a martyr for the indie guys and if it doesn't work then you leave and go to aw you you know he has a spot there he has his boys there he has his wife or his girlfriend there um and we've seen him at backstage at aw events so you know he's got a spot where whenever he wants to go there i'd like to see him just because I need I need some sort of hope. I'm losing hope with WWE now. I'd like to see him go to the main roster and see if he could change things, man. Um, be like, be like a CM Punk and like go off the rails and like I I don't know if he'll do that, but let's get that type of guy to go up to the main roster and see if he can pull something off. Because if if they lose if they lose out on Cole, um. Good. <laughs> it, it ain't gonna be, um, and I love it. But from what we've seen so far, and I know there's, it's still so early. I don't know if carrying Cross is the guy that's gonna change everything, man. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at the NXT roster, and I'm like, bro, it feels a little thin, it right? Does. It feels a little thin. Look, it, not for, talent, not for, but it not doesn't for, feel. Not for NXT. I'm talking about guys for the future of WWE. Like NXT's, like their roster is still loaded for NXT guys. But when I'm well, looking at, I mean, yeah, but I'm it looking feels at, thin for main event stars. Yes, and I'm like, who? What are we doing here? And just to stick with that, Jersey, I know you want to say, say something, but we again more rumors coming out from uh from like higher up people saying that they want to change up NXT like a, a full makeover logo uh, look. Uh, style i'm i'm scared man yeah. i'm not gonna lie bro i'm fucking scared nxt was all i had like smackdown's been good i said every week but nxt is like the only thing i really like look forward to for from a wwe standpoint um when i watch it every week so if they're changing if vince is getting his literally getting his hands on nick Khan gets anywhere near nxt i think uh i think it's time for for us to maybe rethink where we watch product. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's not going to, like you said, if Vince gets his hands on NXT and it looks like he is, not going to be good. Not going to be good. When he's done. We see when he's done to Raw the last, I would say, 10 years, whatever the hell it's been, five years. Not going to be good. No. So let's hope. Um, let's hope things change. I, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine that. Uh, from what things are being said, it, these aren't the last of the releases, so it may be a more common thing than than we want to hear. But uh, hopefully, no one drastically leaves. And uh, I, I just think it's time, man. I'm like, we're, we got to be so happy that we have AEW as wrestling fans. We really do. 
uh, as much as like in the beginning, you've heard us talk about Jersey's kind of always been even keel. Um, I've had my my opinions. Noodles obviously doesn't give a shit. Um, well, we don't give a shit about him. Yeah. So, but, but me, I'd say me and Tom are kind of on the same boat. Like we're always WWE guys, but oh, we, we had our reservations about AEW. I'd say, um, but it's more I'm kind of like turning the page here, and uh, I'm thinking it may be maybe time to become all elite, brother. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, on a lighter note, I guess we could, we can kind of switch to to the good things that happened this week. Um, I'd say, fuck Raw. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say that. Uh, no Randy Orton. You brought up before no Randy Orton. I'm, I mean, like uh, Riddle's the guy right now, but like, where is he really on vacation, Jersey? Did we confirm that we just? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I mean, I guess ima- he's just taking time away. Imagine, <laughs> imagine he shows up in AEW. If he shows up in AEW. Wow. I wouldn't watch WWE. Period. I'd, I'd be done. I'd say see ya. Um, because that's, 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 that would be boy, that'd be the salvo. Yeah. I feel like he's the type of guy, big name like that, that would do that. Like Cena, Reigns, Rollins, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but Randy might be that type of guy. But I, I don't know. know. I, we don't know his contract situation. So, um, I, I mean, well, the Raw, only thing I just want to say one quick thing about yeah. Raw. John Morrison right now couldn't be hitting on any more cylinders <laughs> than he is. He is the moist wanted, right? Well, what, what what is this? What is this? America's new, uh... moist wanted, dude. Are you kidding me? And when he went up to Damian Priest, he was like, "All right, I say, yeah. you thirsty over there?" Oh my god! All right, so the only thing I look forward to on Raw every week is anything that John Morrison is doing because how he says these things with a straight face with these little catchphrases is fantastic. And you got to tip your hat to the Miz. For a guy who's literally playing a wheelchair character and what he's doing, and he gets yeah. kicked in the chest, and he then he squirms like a turtle. Yeah, that's good shit. No, yeah, they, I mean, listen, I think we said it last week. Like ninety-five percent of Raw sucks. The five percent that's there, Morrison, Riddle, Priest, like those guys are killing it. Um, yeah. Any anything else? Uh, I mean, they're I trying with almost. I mean, they're trying yeah, to make almost, him, make him almost, a star. So I appreciate that. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're trying to create something with him. I think that's really it. Um, because like the I have, lad- I, you know, the whole break, you know, the the whole Bill Goldberg thing with Bobby Lashley, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's like a legitimate threat because you know Bill's gonna go away. Like it's it's cool to have one off matches, but like this is SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no. know what sucks? Like just just talking about it. Like, and I love I love Edge. I love Cena. Dude, the three main matches in SummerSlam really have no like it just like they're one off matches. Yeah. Edge and Rollins. I mean, Edge is going to be around longer than like Cena and Goldberg, but like Cena versus the two main heavyweight championships are de- are defended against two part timers. Yeah. And I'm not one to complain about that stuff, the part timer thing, but like when you think about it, yeah. it does it's just bad. It's not a good sign, man. And like the Rollins the Rollins Edge thing has story behind it. Uh, like from seven, what is it, seven yeah, years ago? Seven years, yeah. Which is fun. I like that. But like, just to think about the three top matches and in, in arguably the biggest pay per view of the year, yeah. not counting WrestleMania, um, it's it's concerning, man. It really is concerning. So, uh, you have Finn back on SmackDown. He's he's you think he's gonna? They're setting up for post SummerSlam feud with Roman, which is fine. Yeah. But just right now, it's like I know they want to do the rate. They want good views. They want good buys, and you want to bring in those top stars. But it's maybe like one, two, but three part timers. Do you, I mean? I guess his edge of part timer. He's on every week. I don't know. Whatever. But it just it's concerning. Um. 
Yeah, Rob, that do drop thing, Eva, no good. Bliss, I mean, I love her, but uh, man, it's brutal. Uh, Natty's Natty's hurt. There, how how are you gonna do that with her? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think but it would, would it be the first time they just act like nothing happened and they that's keep going? True. Yeah, no. that's true. They're just going to do it. There's, there's going to be no resolution. It's, they're not going to acknowledge it, whatever. Um, but one big moment, we're going to move off for all here. One big moment that stuck out to me this week on NXT. We got the payoff we've been, all been waiting for. The kiss, the smooch of the century. <laughs> Index. It happened. Um, to think com- to think of coming out of NXT, the biggest story of the week, you think it'd be like a, a five star match, um, a huge angle and a big paper and a big uh, title feud. No, it's uh, it's Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell kissing in the middle of the ring. And I, you know what? I'm not being sarcastic. I actually loved it. I was very happy. Uh, where where Dexter lost the lover lover lever match against Johnny Gargano, the, the payoff still happened. So, um, Tom, I know Dexter's your boy. Mm-hmm. We finally got it. Mm-hmm. I think you compare it to like Spider Man, the upside down kiss, maybe the Notebook, <laughs> um, in the rain. <laughs> where, where does the where does the Dexter uh, indie interaction rank amongst your? Uh, your your kisses of all time. I'm just kidding. I don't have to answer that question, but it was it was a great moment. I love it. No, I know. No, make him answer that question. That was fantastic. Put him on the. I like that. Where is it rank? Oh, it's, definitely, it's definitely at the top. I mean, those other kisses. Ah. Uh, come on. How they've been playing it for the last what? It feels like the last six months or whatever. They've been teasing it and teasing it. So a good payoff with it. But you know, it was very very cool to see. And I wonder if they'll keep them a couple now. We'll see what happens. So. Yeah, you could have like if if she veers away from the way, you have uh, you could have a mixed tag match with like them two. And, oh and no, I hope they I hope they played off good. Like I want to see Dexter show up to J- to Johnny and Candice's house with like flowers and try to pick up Indy for a date. Like I want they need to play this a little bit more. Yeah. And he yeah. and he comes in like, what are your intentions with my with my Indy? Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't say anything. Yeah, no, that's good. And then, and, then, and then, like you know, what I mean, like and almost like, like, and then she when she shows up and and she gets home, oh my god, he told me everything about his life, and you know, just like play into that trope a little bit, it'll it'll go over well. We need a little bit of comedic relief, and I think I pray that's the kind of direction they go because I want to see them have like that like little struggle, that funny interactions. I think Johnny would be really good with it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The they, those when they do those segments in the back when Johnny and Candace always kill though. Like if you involve Dexter and, and I think it could be really entertaining. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I think I think they'll do the right thing. Um, and I hate to I I missed it on my notes before. I I apologize, but just sticking with the way here. Um, dark matches uh, that happened this week before SmackDown: Austin Theory versus Keith Lee, and Dakota Kai versus Aaliyah. Um, concerning because the last time someone's got dark matches it was bronson reed and he's not here with us anymore so um or with the company i shouldn't say here with us but you know what i mean um it just has to be acknowledged that i mean theory's getting looks from the main roster i I guess it's a good sign in in a sense where he may be on his way up keith lee getting a dark match though maybe not so much i don't know we'll see um i just wanted to throw that out there but uh NXT also jerks. Uh, Dakota Kai, beautiful, very beautiful promo uh, explaining why she did what she did to Raquel. I think they, it's, it was safe for her 
to do a, a pre-recorded thing as opposed to explaining herself in the ring. We, I'm, I'm not fully uh, sold on her her live mic skills yet. I'm not saying she's bad, but it's not like she was able to deliver that better on a pre-recorded than doing it live. But I think the point is across. I think we had a feeling we knew what it was anyway, but I think it was very well done. Uh, does it give you a little more excitement for this match when we get into TakeOver? No, it definitely does yeah. because you you have to think right. Ever since Raquel's won the title, she's had some good she's had some good matches. Yeah, right. I don't think she's had any great feuds. Mm-hmm. Right. I think her and Ember were was a good match. I don't think the feud lived up to the hype. Right, because it's just you know there wasn't like um. I mean, I guess you can kind of say, oh, Raquel put Shotzi out. Now Shotzi's gone, and you can say stuff like that. Um, the Mercedes Martinez match and things like that. But I don't feel like there was like a, a, a really good few that we can sink our teeth into. This is what this is. There's a backstory. There's Raquel was the muscle. Now she's the champion. Dakota Kai kept her at arm's length the whole time, saw what she was doing, and now plans to, like, no, no, you're not going to take my spotlight. I'm going to take what's rightfully mine. I made you this. Like Those are simple storytelling like tactics. But we have a good basis now to go off of. So I think this feud is kind of is, is good for both parties. And I think you're going to be very surprised, even though I know Dakota is smaller than Raquel is in stature wise. I think this is going to be a really well done match. And this is going to be a good indicator with Raquel being a little bit of a, uh, I would say, a taller sized girl to work with in the ring for when she eventually gets that main roster and works with some of these other girls that maybe are in her stature and size. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see her kind of wrestle small. If you know what I mean, and I don't mean small like in a bad way. I mean small like almost like the opponent that you're versing. And I, I have all the faith in Dakota that she she turned she turned the you know she really turned the page when she turned heel on Tegan. The work she's done from that point elevated her Absolutely. tenfold. And you wouldn't think a girl like that turning heel would be the move that she had to make, but it was. And that's why you're you know that's why I think that this is going to be a really good feud because of the reason you know I just said before in my opinion. I think you, I'm not comparing her to Bailey, but like I think Bailey's heel, Bailey's heel turn uh, was similar in a sense where like we didn't know we needed it, but when we got it, it was like it made sense. Um, so I, I'm excited. I love Dakota Kai, dude. I think we've all loved her since she's appeared on on NXT, and she's gotten better and better throughout the years. So I'm super excited for that match. Um, we had AEW Homecoming this week. That was fun. How many do you think they name their dynamites every week now? Like, what's uh, what's the like point it. of that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Tom, I will get to you. I'm sorry, I don't want to double yeah. down on Jersey, but just it's the nostalgia thing for Jersey. He was a big WCW guy growing up. Uh, Hoovy, Hoovy Juice is back, Jersey. Um, oh, yeah, I may have I may have hyped up the match in text before more than I should have, but I was very excited. Um, I just looking back on feedback on Twitter and stuff, it didn't get a lot of praise. A lot of people actually hated on it, but I enjoyed it. Um, Hoovy versus Jericho. He was labor number three in the uh, in the whole MJF storyline here. Um, were you were, were you jacked up? Did you spit out the, the, I was, the water? Did you shake your head? Did you do everything? <laughs> I definitely was excited to see Hoover toot on my screen. I definitely was happy to see the two of them, you know, kind of reinvigorate a rivalry that we saw 20 years ago. Yeah. Now, as I like to give myself like a, I guess a title of more of like a realistic wrestling fan, I knew I wasn't going to see a 20 minute, oh my God, like I can't believe this kind of wrestling match is being put on dynamite for free kind of wrestling match. I knew, like, I knew going into it, that's what it was going to be. But I think for nostalgia purposes, and if this is even a one off and just kind of, paying homage to the past and and i think that's what aew is doing like they're almost like they're paying good homage to like the previous that laid the groundwork yeah 
you know, trying to reintroduce to those fans of like, you know, today, like you don't know who Juventud Guerrero is to some of these fans. You don't know who that is, but it's cool because now you kind of put that on there as like, oh my God, look at this guy. And that was, you know, what they do, which is pretty clever with the, uh, the announcers is they, they, they don't mention WCW by name. They don't mention things like that, but they mention like we, you know, you know, 20 years ago when I was broadcasting this on TNT, like they pay respect to it in that way, but they're not going to try to give WWE like any, any, any airtime. Yeah. Back to your original question. I, I thought the match for what it was served its purpose. I like the fact that you had to make Jericho, you know, kind of relive a little bit of high flying. I mean, listen, that over that, that on the top rope Judas effect actually looked pretty good. That was to great. be quite honest. Very, that looked that's, really you know good. What? That's what popped me, I think, at the end. And that's why I got so jacked up when I saw him do that. And I was like, holy shit, that was fucking insane. And then uh, that leaded me to sending you the text of, I can't, you got, like, you got to see this match. And then I was like, yeah. Then I was like, oh, man, no, it was like it. No, it, listen, the match wasn't a five star match by any means, but it was enough nostalgia. And it was an, it was a good enough one off that it doesn't take away from the ultimate payoff, which is MJF and Jericho. Yeah, and that's I think in my opinion is good booking, right? That's how you use like a one off match and you use a part timer or just a whatever you want to kind of say. That's how you do it. You don't have the payoff be the two of them like they're doing with everything with WWE. This is a good way to kind of you know up the ante a little bit and, and make some viewers pay attention. Yeah, so well done, I think. And. To hear Shivani call Jericho a Hoobie match in 2021 is just like yeah, the kid. Cool. The kid in me was just fucking very happy. Um, and you know what? I gotta say next though. Shout out to motherfucking Wardlow, labor number four. Let's go. How, now listen, we don't see Wardlow much in matches on TV. Um, granted, we know probably know the outcome already to this match. What's going to happen? But to see Wardlow come out there, F10 Hoobie. Looking all jacked up, getting ready for next week. I'm excited. I can't wait. I mean, I granted the this uh, seeing Nick Gage come out, Hoovy as Labor Two and Three. I was I'm not gonna lie to you. I was hoping to be another surprise like guy, like a Lance Storm or something like this of Jericho's past. But it also makes so much sense to have Wardlow be that guy, yeah. the last stand before you get to MJF. And MJF, I think a part of the stipulation, he'll be ringside for the match too. So. Um, it's gonna be fun. Well, he's the uh, referee. He's the referee. Oh, is he the referee? I thought he was gonna be ringside. I'm pretty sure he's the referee. That's okay. what I thought they announced. All right, that's fine. Um, whatever. He's gonna be there, involved in the match. So, um, how that would work for Jericho to win if he's the referee? Then I have no idea. Um, Tommy. Yeah. We had some familiar faces show up in AEW. I don't know if you remember Everise from NXT. Oh, Everise, yeah. Uh, now. Two Now known as two Uh. They had a six-man tag with, uh, I think, a young up-and-comer, Daniel Garcia. Not too familiar with his work, but uh, looked pretty good. Uh, against a threesome that I was, I didn't know was going to happen. Uh, Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen, like I, arguably the top three or top three of the top baby faces in AEW right now, um, along with Sting on the outside. For what it's worth, fun match. Uh, obviously, a predictable outcome. Obviously. Yeah. Um, just your thoughts on the match itself, seeing Everwise show up. I don't think they're signed with AEW, but just seeing them there. I didn't know they were released 90 days ago, though, unless NXT gets a 30-day. I feel like it was, wasn't that long ago that they were released. So I, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know the answer, but I just I, I seeing them show up that quick was a shocker to me, to be honest. Yeah, when, when they get, I'm trying to feel definitely doesn't feel like 90 days, but who knows? Yeah. You know, all the amount of releases we've gotten, you know, they all kind of blend together you know, with everything going on. Mm. Well, no, the match was cool. 
everything. Like you said, predictable outcome, but very cool to see, you know, Moxley and Kingston and Allen and, you know, as a, you know, as a, as a tag team together, which is pretty cool. And that picture at the end with Sting with Moxley and Kingston is pretty fucking cool, yeah, you know, yeah. seeing them all in the end, it was cool. But no, match was good, you know, for what it was worth. And I hope everybody gets signed. I always thought they were entertaining with NXT, you know, doing their little thing backstage, a little like YouTube channel, whatever it was, and all that kind of stuff. I always thought that was cool. And, you know, Unfortunately, they got the short end of the stick, as so many have been for the last year or whatever. But that was pretty cool to see. And, I mean, I hope – I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen, but, man, I'd love to see Sting in that match with those two, uh, with Kingston and Moxley. I think it would be pretty cool to see that. Yeah, I think yeah. if you, for – while they're – not really focusing on anyone in particular. I think if you have them come out as like a threesome or a foursome each week, I think that could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there was one spot. I don't know if you guys watched the whole match, but uh, Darby had a fucking suicide dive on. Uh, I think I don't know their names, but one of the 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 Everize guy, or 2.0 guy with longer hair was like talking to Sting and, and they're right in front of the ring. And all of a sudden, Darby came out like a torpedo and just fucking nailed him, dude. And it was a wild suicide dive. It was just a great spot. Darby's a freak, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Everwise 2.0, very t- funny and talented. And uh, uh, I'm excited to see them uh, maybe in future shows on AEW. I think they're uh, a different type of tag team. Not going to put on a five star match, but they could, uh, they're more comical than anything. I think it's, yeah. it, it could be needed over there. Um, AW Homecoming Malachi Black, his in ring debut against Cody. I mean, there was a lot of time left on that, on that clock. So I was expecting a little more, but, uh, it ended early. Mm-hmm. NJ3, um, the end, Tommy brought it up before the entrance, the presentation of Malachi. Uh, super. He's a superstar in my eyes. I think right off the bat, uh, the music was great, fitting. The match was quick. That mask, the mask, oh, the mask, dude. Oh, uh, forget about it. Um, just I mean, without not not any particular question, just overall thoughts on on the presentation, everything, the debut or in ring debut of uh of Malika. Well, you know what's funny, right? You you look at that presentation and you see how he's presented. It makes it feel very important. Yeah. If you you know the the music, the lights, the mask, the in the you know sitting in the middle of the ring, like it's so funny because we read on we read in the dirt sheets that, and I I don't want to turn this WWE. This is AEW's time right now, but yeah. just because it's hard not to take a shot at them, that they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do with Bray. That's that was the excuse. Oh, we didn't know what to do with you, so we're gonna let you go. You know what you do with wrestlers that know how to wrestle, who have a good character? You put them on television, mm-hmm. and you let their creative juices take take shape right in front of everybody. That's how you take care of these people. You need to build these crazy feuds. You put them in the ring with someone to let them showcase what they're going to do. And that's exactly what AEW did on Wednesday. They presented to us something very big, very special, and it felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a quick, decisive match, Joey, like you said, yeah. but it served its purpose, right? This is not the last time Cody and, and him are going to do battle, which is cool because they did this with, with, with and, and may he rest in peace, Brody Lee. Um, they did this with him when he won his first uh, TNT championship, decisive win. Yeah. And it was good because it catapulted him even further into stardom. Um, I wish Noodles, this, I'm sorry, I wish Noodles was here right now because where I want to see him defend his fucking take on Cody right now. Uh, he, like 
this guy put over this is the second or not the second time in that but second mem- most memorable squash match he's been a part of to put over a, a new guy in the company what what is he what's what's the issue why is everyone what's the issue that cody's not he's in it for himself he's he's uh he, like you know, what I, I think it's I think it's just a false narrative uh, pushed against Cody. I don't see it, but well, you know what it is? I think it's I think I I, I know we we like to rip on Nick because it's yeah. just easy too. But I think it's just because he's he's a WWE lifer. Like yeah. as much as he wants to like shit on the product and say, oh, it's it, Raw's unwatchable and this and that. He's a lifer. Like that's his team. Like it's almost like when someone takes a shot at the Mets. Like he may agree that the product is bad, but he'll never stop watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's what it is. So I think it's like when you have a new competition in town and you have a new show that you can watch, he's not going to, you know, you know, I guess gravitate toward it to it unless it's Britt Baker or, you know, someone that he or sting that he has respect for. So, you know, to be honest, Cody did the right thing. You have this big debut of this superstar. That's not the prototypical superstar, but can be a character that you don't have in your roster right now. Mm-hmm. That very like dark cosmic horror character, right? I guess, I don't know. I don't think you can call Darby one of those people to be quite honest. I know he has like that half thing, but it's really not like horror. Like, you know, did I say the word cosmic? I mean, say cosmic yeah. before wrong word. I'm sorry. I meant like this, this horror type uh, supernatural. I meant to use yeah. the word supernatural character. You have this now. What better way to get it over is in his first match. You put over in a main event. You've you build the match for weeks because we knew this was coming about three weeks ago, and and then you make it be like, dude, when he took that black mask, oh my god, yeah, Cody's Beautiful. a professional. No matter how, no matter how you feel about him, he's a professional who loves the business. That's what Triple H is. You want to pay homage to one of the greatest of all times, and you want to take you know you want to try to walk in his shoes. Cody's doing everything in his best power, I guess you can kind of say, to kind of pay homage to someone like Triple H who knows how to put people over, who knows how to long-term book. Because when we look at Triple H now, we give him we give him nothing but praise for NXT. Mm. What is Cody doing? He's literally doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything that people do in today's day day and age is almost like a, a sort of like a variation of what's been done in the past. What are we saying here, Missionary Nick? Huh? <laughs> That's a new nickname. Um, <laughs> I agree. And um, what, what the tease of him retiring? I know Tommy said maybe he's going. Is he? Is that confirmed? He's going to film a he's show. Something I forgot. Okay. But I think just to to take to tease a retirement is pretty odd. Like, yeah. I mean, you could just take time off and take time off. I don't know. I he kind of almost worked me a little bit. I thought he was actually really going to retire, but uh, Malachi came back and smashed him with the with the uh, crush. We know that's not done there. Um, maybe he'll just be off TV, like you said, for a little while, come back and then finish off that feud. But I, I mean, like you guys said, I mean, what an entrance, what a what a vision, what a it was almost like a spectacle. Like the, his entrance was great, man. Um, mm-hmm. Right up our alley, Tom. Right. I think that's yeah. our yeah. the dark shit that we like. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you see them and uh, from what I've read now, or I it, Malachi has a weird name for me. So I'm, I, if I call him Alistair sometimes, just go with it. But uh he brought this. This is all his idea. He went. Him and uh, Tony Khan sat down. They went over what he said, how he wanted to be presented, and he just Tony let him run with it. And I think it was perfect. And yeah. imagine that, right? 
a guy like that, a creative guy like that going to to a company where they let him do things. Imagine what Bray could do in AEW. And I hate to go back to it, but like Tommy, that's a it's gonna be a dream when he go if he goes there. that we'll see what the vision is. I mean, yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's, he's got, got it. it. He's got to go there. Um, imagine what we could see. Uh, someone, someone had uh, there was a, an image rolling around. I think it was just a false image, but rumors of the cult of Wyndham uh, appearing, and it's going to be him, Bo, and Braun. I mean, I, I that, love that, it. I that, mean, you sign me the fuck up. But uh, <laughs> they took the words right out of my mouth. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So that that'll be fun. Um. One more thing with AEW, it wasn't really like talked about on the show. It was kind of just all speculation, but uh, that promo in the back with the elite—I don't know if you guys caught it. A lot, of, a lot of, of course, a lot, a lot of potential Easter eggs involved Definitely, in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a picture lined up. If you want to follow us on WrestleBuzz Instagram, uh, it's on the WrestleBuzz Instagram at WrestleBuzz. So uh, if you look at the picture, it's what's his name? Uh, Nakazawa and Gal. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nakazawa. Yeah. Okay, uh, Nakazawa and what's his name, Brandon Cutler, holding the the net, the best one that they just cut off. Mm-hmm. Some some may say that might be breaking the internet. Uh, a reference to that. Um, Kenny Omega is wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. Mm-hmm. People have spe- are speculating the CM and Cookie Monster is referring to CM Punk. Uh, the Young Bucks are. I don't think they both are. Maybe they are, are both are wearing Hawaiian shirts, yeah. referring to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Anderson is wearing a. <laughs> it's. A, I'll read the shirt. It says "Butter Chicken Forever." It's yeah. apparently about. I didn't know that. Didn't know this, but again, the internet's crazy. It's a Bollywood Boys shirt. Uh, so people may have speculation that Bollywood Boys are going to show up in AEW, and then the most obvious one, yeah. uh, Luke Gallows wearing a Ric Flair robe, yeah. indicating. Granted, they're known to troll this group of guys and uh i don't think we should take anything they do seriously but it's always fun as fans to speculate and could we see all these names i mean cm punk's almost 100 percent confirmed could we see everyone else show up in uh or someone someone also said the, the net the, the the where they're holding the best one that looks like daniel bryan's beard i that's a little reachy for me but it's still still fun to speculate i like that's sometimes the internet's I mean, most of the time, it's the most toxic place, toxic place in the world. But when they come out with shit like this, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to be a wrestling fan sometimes to 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 think and dream of what could possibly happen. So, um, have fun and think what you what, think what you may with that. But uh, I mean, boys, it's 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 a good and bad time to be a wrestling fan. There's at least there's light at the end of the tunnel with AEW. Uh, WWE is kind of treating us as fans not so good lately. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with everything going there. Um, I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's it's tough, but uh, with th- with that being said, we had a, a a movie come out this past weekend, boys. Mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad. As as if you guys are the the, the hardcore uh, Marvel DC guys. So I, if I ask, I may ask you guys questions. I had asked Tom before we recorded, is this a remake, a reboot, a sequel? What do we, what do we consider this as, as, cause we've already seen suicide squad before. And the only reason we're talking about this is because John Cena was in the movie. Um, and I, I want to pay, pay some respects to him, but, uh, uh, just, answer that question jurors and then tom you can chime in as well but uh what'd you think of the movie 
Um, and uh, let's go on with it. Yeah. So, um, Joe, to answer your question, at least in my opinion, right? Yeah. I'm sure Tom, I mean, he can, I mean, I think he kind of would agree. It's, it's not necessarily uh, a sequel, but it's also not a reboot or remake. It's almost a continuation in a way. Right, they they have some some people from the original. I don't want to give away names because for those who haven't seen, no spoilers, spoiler free. Um, so they're kind of continuing the storyline to a point, okay. but also taking it into a different direction. And I, you know, for me, James Gunn, obviously, the reason I know him is because of what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel, and he took a chance on a ragtag group of people that, you know, in a, in a normal day and age, you wouldn't probably care about. Yeah. But he made us care about a tree. Mm-hmm. He made us care about a raccoon that's voiced by Bradley Cooper. So I think for a kind of suicide squad who's very similar in a ragtag group of, of very, we'll say, you know, B, B to C level, you know, uh, characters, except for, you know, maybe Harley Quinn, who's definitely very A, A plus, Margot Robbie. Um, you know, he, I thought he did a great job. Spoiler free review. He did a really good job. And for someone like you, Joey, who's, you know, dialed into, we'll say pop culture, but you maybe not be watching like Tommy and I watch or definitely not like Tommy because he does something even beyond my level, (laughs) but maybe say watching what I watch. um, It's a good movie to just watch. It's got a good storyline. It's got good plot. It's got good narrative. Like it's, it's got everything you need. Ups, downs, ins, outs, lefts, rights, everything you need. John Cena is in there and he plays a pretty pretty big role actually he's definitely one of the main build characters in there so for you joey i highly recommend it you have my hbo max it created a profile for you so go enjoy that. it when you can hey listen i got your peacock yeah whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh hey oh hey, hey you got, listen, my, you got no. my cock all right all right, all right. <laughs> hey man a lot of people got that peacock okay um you know so i, I think it's a really good movie i enjoyed for what it was it's not justice league but it's not supposed to be but it's it's a good story that continues from what they were trying to do in 2016, which I think, in my opinion, I rank this movie definitely a couple steps higher than the original one, in my opinion. All right, Tommy, uh, let's let's get your take, and then we'll go to your uh, you guys' five star reviews. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely entertaining. Like there was never like a slow moment in the movie. I mean, you know, with movies like that, you know, it's always like, oh, you know, this is like, come on, let's get to the good stuff. I never felt that with this movie, which is cool. And I mean, like I said earlier, Cena definitely stands out. I mean, his character, which a lot of people, like, unless you're, like I said, you're a diehard DC fan, you have no idea who his character is. But man, let me tell you, he did an awesome job with it. And like I said, no spoilers, but no, he, he was really good in it. And definitely a different, different role from him than when he is in WWE. I'll just say that right now. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. But I mean, just, you know. Margot Robbie's always going to be good as Harley. That's, you know, that's that's basically her role now. And what's-his-name was pretty good as the one character, Idris Elba's Bloodsport, which, like I said, a lot of people, unless you, like I said, you're diehard, you're not going to know these people are, but he was really good in it. And everyone just, you know, everyone played their roles perfectly. And it's very entertaining, you know. Like I basically said, it's basically Guardians of the Galaxy, but Gord. That's the only way I can put it with, you know, and everything. So if you, you like Guardians of the Galaxy, you like gory stuff, you'll like this movie. Awesome. I'm very excited to check it out. I was going to check it out regardless. Uh, I enjoyed the first one. Um, I know not many people. I mean, it wasn't like I don't remember people like screaming over it. But I, that's when I get into a move, uh, the comic movies, the comic book movies and stuff. Like I kind of look for the fun movies. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was like really good to me, and like those style movies. I know they're all pr- relatively fun, but like the constant action stuff. So to hear that that sentiment, like. 
Guardians Galaxy with Gore. I mean, that's right up my alley. So, um, if plus you guys John said, Cena, I mean, plus, shit, oh, yeah, plus what John, do you Cena, want? John Cena <laughs> and Margot Robbie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you sold me on. Um, so NJ3, uh, if you had to give it a star rating, uh, within five or five, ten stars, whatever you want to do, yeah, we'll go, we'll go to one to five. Um, okay. I thought John Cena was a huge standout, I've never seen him in this kind of role before. Um, really blew my mind. Idris Elba clearly is who he is for a reason. Yeah. He absolutely, every scene that he was in, he stole it. Um, I thought it was great. And in my opinion, this was Margot Robbie's best um, portrayal of Harley Quinn to date. Um, and I would challenge anybody on that. There's stuff I wouldn't challenge on that. I would challenge that. What she did in this movie um, left me wanting, oh my God, more. Okay. Um, one to five, I'd probably go with the 3.7. Okay. Um, it's not a five-star movie, but I don't think it was intended to be. Is definitely way above average, but I go with 3.7. Awesome. I, I think at 3.7, 3.75 would be my rating. I thought it was really good, very enjoyable, and I hope there's a sequel. Great. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, I give, yeah, like three and a half around there. I give, like I said, nowhere near five stars or anything, but it wasn't meant to be like that. Like I said, you never, unless the thing is, you know, like Dark Knight on steroids, you're not going to give it a five star, you know, with all the gore sure. and stuff. But I mean, I did like one thing, I did like who the villain was. I mean, if you're if you're an old school DC no, no, fan, no spoiler yeah, yeah if you're, just saying you're old school DC fan you'll really enjoy who the villain is so it's pretty cool that they did that so yeah like three and a half give it like three and a half or so cool three point five okay I'm so, to be honest I thought time was going to go six yeah, I you know I, I was like oh he's going to maybe go with six but he I went actually a little bit above but I, I'm you know I think it's really cool but no um, I think it's a must watch if you're if you like John Cena in any form or fashion. And you like any sort of comic book? This is this is it for you. And I mean, who can't take Margot Robbie on her on their screen for about two hours? Yeah. Now, do you see a future like a con? Maybe not with this character, but the style of movie for Cena going forward, like uh, being like a comic I think book it's, character. I I mean, I haven't seen Fast Nine yet. I know it's crazy to think that. I just haven't had the chance to sit down and watch it. Um, so I don't know how he did his portrayal there. But I think for this character, what's really good, and uh, you know, if people don't know, Peacemaker. Um, there's going to be some sort of, there's going to be a TV show. Now this is not going to spoil the movie because we don't know if it's a future or a prequel, right? Yeah. Cause they do those things in comics, but Peacemaker will be debuting on HBO max in January of 2022. It'll be an eight episode series for about 45 minutes each. So cool. do with that as you may, that's not a spoiler. We knew this was coming. Um, because clearly, you know, John Cena alluded to it on wrestling and this doesn't ruin the movie any form or fashion. So you will see him on your screen in 2022 again in, uh, as the peace as Peacemaker. All right, awesome, man. Uh, I thank you guys for your uh, your insight on the on the. I, I, this is back to back weeks with movie segments. So I think if we can try I to, love it. I mean, yeah. I don't know how far we can keep up with the trend, but I dude, think we're going ready. We're going to go back to ready to rumble next week. We're going to go bring that back. Oh, hell, yeah. hell yeah, hell yeah. We should do that. Shit was that was a good ass movie. I want to watch that again. Yeah. John Cena's first movie role, I believe. See, thank was you, Tommy. Can I get yes, he was. Yeah, he was working out in the background. Yep, the prototype. Right, that was his name. The prototype back in the day. I think that's right. See that connected tissue? Yeah. Wow. We're just unbelievable here at the Wrestling well, Journal Podcast. We're Tom Brookie on the Wrestling Journal Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a time, though. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for your insight on the movie. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, hopefully, everyone listening uh, will check it out as well. Got to support John Cena, man. Come on. He's our homeboy. Um, before we get into MVPs, just a real quick tidbit. John Cena was at SmackDown on Friday. Wasn't on the show. Worked a dark match. Don't understand it. You're gonna get released then. That's what that means. Is it? <laughs> but you, you have the biggest guy in the 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 guy right now. I mean, like besides Roman, he's Tom Brady. He's, he's not on TV. I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. Whatever. But uh, on that note, boys, hell of a week. Mm-hmm. 
MVPs. Bad news. Anybody in particular? <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh-huh. I'm going to go a little hard with this. I know he got a lot of flack for him. I'm going to go Matt Caster. Matt Caster for that. I got to play the heel this week. Newell's isn't here, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know, <laughs> go follow uh, Russell Buzz on TikTok and watch yeah. the Max Caster freestyle. Okay. Uh, NJ3, who you got? I'm gonna go John Cena, man. I mean, this was what a what a role he played. I know it's you know it's I know it's a movie thing. It's kind of outside of wrestling, but John Cena, dude, like the, it was it was good. You know, y- you look at The Rock and how he's transcended into like a, a star. Look at Dave Batista. He's done some pretty good stuff, Batista. But you know, John Cena, you know, it's he did a good job. John Cena, you're my MVP, man. Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was fun this week. I thank you for that. Awesome, respected. Uh, I'm gonna go with an easy one for me, Malachi Black. I think just his. Uh, the uh, debut in general, we talked about it. I mean, just the presentation, everything, uh, something we'd want to see, we'd want to see in WWE, but unfortunately didn't get it. Now it gets to show, showcase it on AEW. Um, honorable mention, though, Index. Shout out the, to our people. Hey, uh, oh, absolutely. It. And then also another honorable mention, the fans who had to listen to Nick's bullshit for 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Can't Thank see God. Me. And Nick, we can't see you because you're not here. Yeah, mm. son of a bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 66 in the books. Like I said earlier, check us out on at WrestleBuzz on all social medias, at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. And as always, people, take care. Stay safe. Watch for Wrestle. Mm.